It's a trap! Hello and welcome to Radio TCX. Your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy. I'm Tim Dugan, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Carson Ray. Hey everybody, great day to talk about X-Wing. And John McDermott. Hello fellow listeners. Fall is here, new ships are here, let's go. <laughs> yeah, we have some new ships out this week. Uh, three new releases, and we're going to... Today I thought we'd focus, keep it simple, because there's a lot of content to cover. So we're just going to look at... Uh, we each picked a couple of our favorite cards from the three new expansions. So we're going to discuss those, why we like them, and uh, look a little bit maybe at the design and the new things that are coming to X-Wing. Yep. All right, let's get to it. So, yeah, let's keep this one a little bit more freeform, though there's a bunch of cool new stuff that came out in these expansions. So we saw the release of three new ships over on the First Order side. We have the, is it Z-Class Light Shuttle? C-Class? What's the um, what's the actual pronunciation? Because I know people debate this. I believe it's Z, like Z-E-E. Okay. Yeah, I thought that's what it was, but then I heard there's like a C because it's Greek. Whatever. Z-Class Shuttle, Light Shuttle. For the uh, First Order, then for the Republic, we have the L-A-A-T, or Lat Gunship, uh, which a lot of people recognize that showed up a lot in Attack of the Clones, showed up in the Clone Wars show. Uh, actually, one of my favorite ship designs, so I'm pretty glad that's in the game of X-Wing now. And then we have the HMP Droid Gunship, which, I, does that actually, does that appear in, um, I think that's in Revenge of the Sith, right? Because I just watched that the other day, and I think that's like on Kashyyyk. Those yes. things are flying around. Yep. It's in The Mandalorian, too. Oh, really? Where's it in The Mandalorian? Uh, when he's having his flashbacks when his like parents are getting blown up by battle droids, there's oh, one that flies yeah. over the town, like real low. Okay. You can see it, and it's super like menacing looking. That's pretty rad, actually. We need to rewatch Mando before the new season comes out anyway, so I'm going to be checking out, looking out for that. I did love that they had some prequel stuff in Mandalorian. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like, it was good stuff. Makes the universe feel all connected as it should. Anyway, so these three new ships just released, and with them, uh, not only the new pilot cards to correspond with them, but also a whole bunch of upgrade cards. And I think maybe one of my cards is a pilot, but mostly we picked upgrade cards here to talk about. So uh, who should we make go first? Carson, you want to go first? Sure, I picked the double side one. Shocker. One of them. (laughs) Uh, Now I have to pronounce it. Repulsor lift stabilizers. I like that slight southern accent you had at the beginning. I wish you would have carried that through to the end. I would like our southern listeners to rate Carson's southern accent. Carson, you want to give them some more material to rate? Well, really, I'm just trying to ignore my playback audio, which is messing with me. (laughs) I just turn it (laughs) off. I do weird accents to confuse (laughs) it. All right, yeah, Repulsor Lift Stabilizers. This is a dual-sided card. The inactive side is the side you equip first. Reduce the difficulty of your straight maneuvers. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may flip this card. And then over on the active side, once you flip it, it reads, After you reveal a bank or turn maneuver, you must perform that maneuver as a side slip, then flip this card. After you fully execute a non-side slip maneuver, you may flip this card. John, what is a side slip? So a side slip... Uh, we were trying to figure out the way, the best way to describe this. It's like a true space drift, right? So if you're performing the side slip with the bank or the hard, you know, maneuver, actually, I don't know why we didn't think of this at first. It's basically just like decloaking with echo. 
That's what a side slip is. Yeah, but only moving forward. It, yeah, it's it's yep. a forward forward decloak basically with uh, or just like a barrel roll in general with a, a weird template. Um, and it is a maneuver too. That's also interesting. So it can do things like bump. Um, it doesn't fail. So like if you can't complete the side slip, you'll just center your ship using the uh, side center lines over the template. Um, and it's pretty cool. I'm kind of surprised it took this long for that maneuver to come in X-Wing because it kind of makes sense in a game of space combat where, you know, gravity's not really relevant so much of the time. I, that, mean, I mean, obviously ships would want to move sideways. I think it kind of makes Tim, sense. This is Star Wars. Gravity does exist in space. You just kind of <laughs> have to accept it. And fire. I mean, it kind of makes sense for these factions, right? Because this is like the premium like wartime era of Star Wars. And you see a lot of, especially the like lat gunship in the movies, like strafing from side to side. So like it kind of thematically makes sense with this these factions to finally see that maneuver come into play. Uh, I mean, mechanically, I think it's going to be pretty potent. So this one requires a little bit of setup, but being able to do those side maneuvers and keep your arc forward is going to open up some pretty cool maneuver options. Carson, why did you pick this card as one of your favorites? Yeah, I picked this card because it's all about maneuvering. We're adding new maneuvers, but we it already does kind of exist through Echo's Decloak, and that's been incredibly powerful. People choose to use Echo over Higher Initiative Whisper because of that more powerful decloak maneuver. And I think this is better than Echo's decloak because then you don't have to move afterwards. You can just keep sliding around and keeping that arc on your opponent. Right. So like you don't have to keep moving forward. It's kind of like um old school decloaking in first edition where you had the tight maneuvers. So you could just like decloak and then one hard, which is basically like moving backwards in a lot of cases. Yeah. I also like that um added component on the inactive side where it reduces the difficulty of your straight maneuvers. Like this thing's already got a one and two blue straight, but that makes it three straight white and gives it a white four straight and five straight, which, you know, is actually pretty solid. Yeah. So like the multiple turns of side slips is pretty cool. It does tell your opponent you're not going to do the normal turns and uh, turns and banks because obviously you can't, you have to perform as perform them as a side slip. Um, so you telegraph it a little bit. I don't think that's a huge detractor here for it, though. I mean, it's a powerful enough ability. And then a lot of cases, you just want to keep circling the battlefield um, while you're doing this. So, and I mean, this is a pretty great way to keep time on target with your ship. Right. Plus pairing that with the wide arc. Like, how are you ever going to miss shooting at somebody with this thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's great because they inadvertently made it like the best counter to grappling struts. So, like, if a droid just parks on a rock, this guy can just circle around it and shoot at it forever. Oh, that is true. And then probably keep out of the arc. And the droid's, like, <laughs> trying to turn to find it. <laughs> they don't know which way it's going to side slip. Yeah. That's pretty rad. All right, John, let's talk about some more cards. So what's one of your favorite picks here from the new new stuff? Yeah, so I went with actually most of the crew cards from the Lat Gunship. Uh, the first one I picked is Ghost Company, and it's a dual slot upgrade. It's crew and gunner. Um, it's Republic only, requires to have the rotate action. Um, what I really like about it is it gives you white rotate uh, linked into red focus, which I think, you know, traditionally you see a lot of like the primary actions, like focus, target lock, whatever, linked into these kind of like secondary support actions like rotate um or reload or something like that so to see that one kind of come up first um it kind of reminds me of like some epic upgrades which are cool but mm -hmm. anyway the card reads um after you perform a primary attack if you are focused 
You may perform a turret attack against a ship you have not attacked this round as a bonus attack. So it's kind of like having veteran turret gunner um, with that caveat of being focused, but it's also cheaper. Yeah, this one is actually not super expensive right now, right? No, it's only like five points, I think. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And John, I totally see what you're talking about. It kind of does remind of the uh, of like an epic expansion because there's so many of the upgrades you throw on the huge ships where they like get an action linked into a calculator or something. Yeah. So that on it that on its own is pretty nice. Um, and obviously, the, so there's a limitation here, right? So if you have to be focused in order to get the bonus attack, that means you obviously didn't spend the focus on the first attack. Um, and obviously, there's other modification you could get. You could have a pre-existing target lock or use some other ability to get those rerolls. Um, or modification but either way i mean attacking multiple turns and then also you have the split firing arc so you can shoot a couple different directions i already love the lat it's a pretty cool platform with a pretty cool ship ability and this is just another card that is so affordable Mm -hmm. i mean i think you'll see this run a lot of times i mean i like these team cards just from the flavor perspective you know you have your team of clones and they're taking up a crew and a gunner they're kind of spread out across the ship and you're getting a lot of value for not much points, which also kind of feels on point for the clones and the Republic. You know, the Jedi are the expensive, costly crew, and then you get the clones for cheap. And the other thing I really like about this card, too, is it actually pairs really well with another card that I picked from this expansion that I really like, and that's Fives. So Fives is after you perform an attack that missed, if the defender's initiative is equal to or greater than your initiative, which isn't super hard because these lats come in somewhere between two and four, um, place mm-hmm. one evade or focus token on this card. Before you engage, you may remove one token from this card to gain one matching token. So that's a good opportunity for you to actually end up double focused or lock focused if you have a good situation set up to be that way, um, which can give you more benefit out of that ghost company card as well. And fives is cheap. He's only three points. Yeah, I, I, there's kind of a like a little sub theme you'll see through a lot of these clone cards where they're like setting up later attacks by certain things happening either attacks missing or you defending which i think is a pretty cool theme they run through here we don't always see that in x-wing where they have like a theme that runs through multiple cards um of the same like thematic design so i I think that's pretty interesting i love all these clone cards i was gonna say about the ghost company card too with the split slot thing um this is something they've started to do a little more frequently we saw it with like calibrated laser targeting early on which used two different um upgrade slots on your upgrade bar which is a design space I didn't really think about before until they started doing it because they kind of take existing upgrade slots and combine them, and that feels like its own upgrade slot kind of then, right? Like having the crew and the gunner slot feels like now you have this super special new upgrade slot with the combo of those two. So they can design cards specifically for ships that have those combos. Well, and it's nice too, especially like for the lat gunship, how um, you know that ship has two crew and two gunner slots. So you can equip, you know, Ghost Company and then still have a crew and a gunner slot available. So you can take Fives or, you know, if you want to take Captain Rex, who is now a gunner, or Captain Cody, who is a gunner, you can do that and just have, you know, your ship loaded out with these clone crew, which is pretty cool. Or if you're feeling real crazy, you can take one of my favorite new cards, which is in addition to Ghost Company, you could run another crew gunner card, Wolfpack. Uh, which is obviously another uh, Republic-exclusive card. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 defends, if the attacker is in your firing arc, the defender may gain one strain token to acquire a lock on the attacker. So I like this card a lot, and one of the reasons is like one of my favorite lists to run in the Republic 
uh, back in the day now, I guess, was to just do like three of the basic ARC 170s with Obi-Wan Kenobi out there supporting them and letting them, you know, regenerate their uh, focus tokens. So the Wolfpack card kind of plays to that where um, oftentimes, you know, you're going to get shot at when you're in ARCs. They're medium bases. They're pretty easy target to shoot at. So being able to then, at a lower initiative, gain a lock, and then when you're going to shoot that turn, if you took a focused action, now you have a fully modified shot coming back at the opponent and if you're running this on uh, a uh, lat gunship you then can use the lat gunship's ability spend that charge and get some rerolls too so you have all different kinds of ways to modify depending on what tokens or actions you took that turn how many points is this one wolfpack is four. Oh yeah it's cheap all of these upgrades are pretty cheap yep this one's awesome i mean the the lats are expensive on the ship themselves, but the upgrade's pretty affordable, which is cool because that means it's not that bad to like feel like you have a pretty well kitted out lat with a lot of tricks. Finally, the Republic's getting the kind of support ships that they've been missing. Yeah, and I maybe I was a little bummed with the price point on the lats because I feel like it's a little high because I think when we were guessing, weren't we? guessing mid 40 point range and pretty much all these land 50 to 55 i think they're pretty survivable though with that 10 hit points yeah i guess you can't you can't discount plus that built-in upgrade of fire convergence right like that's huge they've also got a plethora of like force crew available to them so i mean depending on exactly how you kit it out like it would be spendy but you could potentially have this thing have like three force charges which just makes it even more survivable. All right, Carson, do you have any more uh, new cards that you're excited about here? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I like the multi-missile pods, I think. Uh, One, it's got cool art, but it's just a really sweet design. You know, we're talking about double um, upgrade slots. Um, They've definitely done the double missiles, or we've seen two of the same before. You know, a really dedicate your you're taking all your missile slots and filling them up with these multiple multiple missile pods um if you've played like 40k this feels a lot like a twin linked weapon it's kind of how they've done this or it's like just over redundancy um we're just going to saturate space with all these missiles and this one is very much that um you know we have the whole 180 degree arc that you can fire these two dice missiles and then, you know, as you zoom in on accuracy, get them in the just your front arc, you can spend a charge, get it to three dice. Or if you're in bullseye, you can spend more charges to uh, re-roll dice. Um, so just a kind of a cool balance, just like a lot of good aesthetic work with the design of this card. And, you know, calculate or lock, whatever token you got, you can fire this basically. Yeah, so actually this was one of the ones I picked too because, I mean, first of all, I love seeing a secondary weapon that's got the wide firing arc. I'm so used to most of the secondary weapons being just the forward firing arc. Just bullseye. So that was just a cool change right away, yeah. (laughs) And then obviously they put the calculate in there or target lock because they want to make this available to lots of ships. So calculate if you're running this on a separatist platform. But other ships with the double missiles like, you know, what, the Type Bomber, Type Punisher... Um, lots of different stuff can run it now too. I do, and it's got it's got that really nice linear design of like, yeah, it just gets better and better the more narrow your firing arc is. Um, 
And there's some cool stuff you can do with this. I was thinking, um, what's the TIE Bomber where you can expand the range of your secondary weapons? Uh, is it Tomas Bren? It's uh, it's not Jonas. It's not Tomax. Um, oh, man, I'll think of it here. Major Rhymer, right? I think it's Major Rhymer. Um, where, like, yeah, you could do this now, and then you could expand the range, so you could just be taking, like, little corner shots, like, completely sideways from your TIE Bomber. Um, out to range three, which would be pretty funny. Now, uh, Carson, looking at this card right now, this compared to Barrage Rockets, which I think is actually the same point cost. Yeah, they're both at eight right now. Which do you think is a better card? Um, I think this one's better. Um, Barrage Rocket, you know, if you just have access to the focus token and not calculate, then I think you want Barrage Rockets. Uh, because the advantage of both of these is that you don't have to be in lock range to start setting up this attack. That's kind of a big part of that value. Yeah, and obviously when you just have to calculate and not a full focus, you're going to need those rerolls a bit more, so you're kind of more incentivized to set up right. uh, that bullseye hit. But Separatists have good ways to pass mods around, so it'll probably be fine. All right, John, do you have any more cards for us? What's uh, What's a favorite of yours? Yeah, so uh, speaking of those Force crew for the lat, I did like Kit Fisto as well. Just a cool character from Star Wars that didn't see a lot of screen time outside of the animated series, but uh, basically gives you the ability to, at the start of the engagement phase, you can choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 1 and spend a Force charge. If you do, it may perform a red evade action, and it gives you the purple evade action. Uh, Fun fact, Kit Fisto is my favorite uh, prequel Jedi. I guess besides Obi Wan, Obi Wan's just the best. But how how sad are you uh, at Kid Fisto's fate in Revenge of the Sith? It was his time. It was fine. <laughs> he had a good run. He was a war. You know, he was a hero of the Clone Wars. He was going to join his apprentice in the Force. His little smirk in Attack of the Clones is so choice. <laughs> he just like the Force attack. pushes the droid over. Yep. <laughs> it's got three PO's head on it. That's such like, and he like knows that he's saving him, kind of. It's it's like really weird uh-huh. in Attack of the it's Clones. So good. Yeah, like <laughs> like he knows what he's doing. He's protecting C three PO somehow for some reason. Um, that one's pretty funny. No, I so I like this card. Um, I like this card too, John. And it's it's cool because I like the option here to give. Because like, how many times are you running Republic Jedi, and you're not gonna have an evade and a focus because you don't want to spend the force on the Jedi to get the purple evade. Right. Like this gives you that opportunity where you can use your support ship to throw out an evade. So you've got Jedi that are fully turtled up with defense tokens. And how many times are you gonna do a blue maneuver anyways? That it's like not a big deal that it's red, right? Yeah, not a big deal. Well, the Jedi just have so many. Too. Yeah, so many. And, you know, if you, whatever your opponent chooses to attack the support ship you have Kit Fisto on, well, you can just take that purple evade, right? Or use the force charge. Just seems like win, 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 right? Right. In general, I like all of the force crew upgrades that came with the lat. I think they're cool and bring some interesting Jedi to the game that we haven't seen yet, like Ayla Sakura and uh, Yoda. It's kind of tough because they're all, like, really good they're pretty affordable it's like well, i don't even know which one to choose it's too much yeah the yoda thing's throwing me off at just 15 points because i feel like it should be more than that but i'm pretty excited about that i just love the art on the Plo Koon card too like from one of those early episodes of the clone wars when he and the clones are like floating in space 
and he's defending them on that like space pod. Just super yeah, cool art. Was, oh, that was great. I I'm a little sad at plausibility because I think it's it seems kind of underwhelming. I'd love to be wrong about that, but I don't know. Yeah, I started reading it. It took me more than three seconds, so I stopped because <laughs> I'm not interested anymore. You just gave up. I mean, Unpl- you ran Seventh Fleet Gunner. That has a ton of text too. Unplayable. Yeah, but like once you use that card like one time, you know what it does. So right, the ability is easy to comprehend. Yeah, which like Seventh Fleet Gunner, that's gonna be pretty good on the lat too. It's gonna be right? really good on the lat. Like yeah. I'm all in on trying that, and then um, Ghost Company and probably Fives it would be a really good kit out on like one of the cheaper end generics. Oh, can you fit? Could you fit that with um, three Arc One Seventies? I'm gonna look that up real quick. If they had no upgrades on them, you might be able to get like the I. Is it the I two? Yeah, who puts upgrades on their Arc One Seventies? What fool? <laughs> Me. <laughs> All right, let's try that out. I'm gonna ring that up here real quick. Okay, if you do Hound, which is after a small ship in your mobile gets a depleter strain, if you have no tokens of that type, they can transfer to you. Do that with Seventh Fleet and Wolfpack. Seventh Fleet Gunner. So, fun fact, the generic lat with fives Ghost Company and Seventh Fleet and three of the I-3 arcs is hyperspace legal and comes in at 200 points. <gasps> that's pretty awesome. That's pretty clutch. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Republic oh, has rad. always been my main faction. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I could actually win with, for being fair. I've only ever been a separatist. No, I mean Republic player. Yes. <laughs> All right. Side slips are out. I'm, oh, I'm, man, on, I like I'm that. on the gunship. I, and for I, one, welcome our new Republic overlords. And I like that because your gunship is then one lower than your arcs. So um, you're almost always probably going to get the benefit of um, Fives' ability. Yeah. And get that evader focus. How much are the generic No, that's arcs? awesome. What? How much are the generic arcs? 44? Because the I3 the, is the uh, only generic legal in hyperspace. Which, like, not even mad. Now I'm really excited to try that, actually. Yeah, actually, that, that works because totally I'm kind of off resistance yeah. in hyperspace right now. So, Republic will be my hyperspace faction for a, a, at least the time yeah, being. That's exactly 200 points. That's pretty rad. That's so clutch. It's a 68 John, point gunship, but. I was always a generic it. player. You solved X Wing until the next releases. That's right. You heard it here first on Radio TCX. Try it out. When it's good, give me all the credit for it, and it'll be great. All right, but wait. Are we taking Warthog? Is there room for Warthog? No. It's got to be the so. No, it's got to be the gotta be. All right. Because they all, yeah, they. <laughs> well, not the generic. It can be Hound, right? Is Hound the same cost as the generic? But Warthog it's, makes everyone uh, fell's wrath. Yeah, well, so I've got Hound, which is well, he's one more. He's so he Hound with Wolfpack fives and Seventh Fleet Gunner. Oh, I've got Ghost Company the... on mine. Oh, Ghost Company. Okay, that's what. There we go. Okay, we could do it either way. I'd probably run it this way with Wolfpack. Yes, but actually, technically, the generic lat. But how much do you actually need the lock from Wolfpack when you have the lat? That's, I guess, where I'm kind of. That's true. That I need right. to see That's on the table. Redundant. I mean, maybe the redundancy is just fine, and mods, mods, mods is the way to go. But mods for days. 
Well, yeah, because you only have so many. You only have two charges, and you get one back a turn. This is true. This is true. Guys, this might be the most excited I've been about X-Wing since Worlds last year. (laughs) I like how you just got... You were like medium-level enthusiasm through this podcast, and then you figured that out mid-podcast, and now I can just tell you're really excited. I mean, yeah. It's going to be kind of cool to try out. More? Uh, are you more excited now than you were, like in that time period between when you discovered Five Reapers and then when you actually had to play Five Reapers and you found out it was terrible? Like, how does the excitement level compare? Um, it's higher. <laughs> it's definitely higher. Like for me, Five Reapers is always just kind of memey, and it originally at its conception it was just four Reapers, and then they dropped the cost and could fit five. And I mean, I think Paul and I worked that out a couple weeks before. LVO, but in the 48 hours between when I decided to do it and actually had to play it, um, I was not excited at all. So, and how how does it feel that the like most defining your most defining contribution to the X Wing community is five tie reapers at a major tournament, and that no one knows who I am, so I don't really actually get any credit for it. That's the best exactly. part. <laughs> it's just a sneaky little entry into X Wing history. It's great. All right, well, so that's a no. That's side slip right into X Wing history. Oh no, I'm keeping that in Carson. I like everything. (laughs) Everything you say, even if it doesn't show up in the main podcast episode, goes into my amazing Carson supercut I've been working on for several years. Is that really a thing? No, it should have been. There's been some fun. I wanted to do a a compilation threat. A compilation of just Carson coughing, which because he would do that for a long time just every episode like really loud and i would just Wrecked. i could have i probably could have an hour of just that i bet that's what our patreon supporters are paying for <laughs> is, is an hour of coffin <laughs> carson coughing the the real bonus episode all right so that's a look at some uh, some of the new cards we're excited about um we'll get play these eventually hopefully in person someday um, we've got more new releases coming up here in the not too distant future. We got what Tyre be heavy, more Republic ships, all kinds of fun stuff coming out. New oh, resistance man. stuff. That Tyre B, the Empire finally getting some new ship love. I'm all in. Yeah, that looks pretty spicy. So lots of n- lots of new fun stuff coming out. Um, lots of new X Wing stuff happening out there. So we'll have plenty to talk about. So uh, we will talk to you soon. Uh, if you like the show, please go into Facebook.com/slash Radio TCX and like our Facebook page. Consider going on iTunes and leaving the podcast a five-star review, saying what you liked and why you think other people should listen. And if you want to support the show directly, please consider going on to patreon.com slash radiotcx and becoming a supporter of the show today. It really means so much to us, and thanks to everyone who's been supporting the show. Again, folks, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>